0: Hello, and welcome to the Moving Stevens Point Forward podcast, a podcast focused on the community of Stevens Point in Central Wisconsin. Your host, John Yeager, will discuss the amenities, community events, businesses, and groups that make Central Wisconsin unique. Thanks for listening, and be sure to spread the word about our podcast. And now, on to today's show.
1: Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is John with Point Forward Physical Therapy. And today I have Ryan, Ryan, I didn't ask your last name. Marnaka. That's what I was going to (laughs) guess. I won't even try that one. But so we have Ryan um, from Spash Baseball and also teaches up at Spash. And he's going to tell us a little bit about that today. So if you would, Ryan, tell me how did you end up in central Wisconsin? Are you from this area or did you migrate in?
0: So I migrated in. So um, I'm originally from Fox Valley. Uh, I attended Appleton North High School. I came over for a visit. I played. Uh, I was interested in playing college football. I really uh, fell in love with Stevens Point and UW Stevens Point, especially. So I came over here. Um, I knew right away that I wanted a major in physical physical education. So that's what I went into. I played three years of football. Unfortunately, had a knee injury, and that was kind of a, my cue to step away from football. I got into coaching, um, and ultimately, that really parlayed me into you know getting a job in the Stevens Point School District where. I've been teaching up at SPASH for nine years now.
1: Cool. And then you got involved with baseball.
0: Absolutely. How did
1: you go from football to baseball?
0: So I I played baseball growing up um, from, you know, T-ball, probably about five, six years old, all the way up to my junior year of high school. I unfortunately suffered uh, some shoulder injuries during football. I wasn't able to play my senior year of baseball. And it was something that I always loved the game, but kind of getting away from it really brought me back into it. Um, uh, I had an awesome opportunity in 2014 to uh, start coaching eighth grade baseball at PJs. I coached that for a year, and then I moved up. I coached the ninth grade team for three years, and then in 2018, I had an even more be- even better opportunity to jump up to Spash and uh, be the JV head coach and assist with the varsity. And I've been doing that since 2018.
1: Wow! So you went through right right through COVID and all the the hysteria associated with that. <laughs> Absolutely. So. How do you go with your players? Now, do you have to recruit for the JV team or is that is there a tryout to be on the team?
0: Yeah, there's a tryout. And I would say we don't have to recruit players. It's more um our goal is we want to retain players. You know, we want uh kids that are going to be in our program. Um, you know, starting as, you know, early in as T-ball, you know, Little League. Uh we have uh we run youth camps during the fall. Uh, we run four of them through SPIBA um, that, you know, we want as many kids to come out to. We run a youth camp during the season for kids. Um, so, you know, for us, it's more about retaining kids into the program. And then, you know, my job at the JV level is to get those kids as prepared as possible, you know, to move on to the varsity level, you know, that following year.
1: So how, what, is the, what does the tryout look like for the kids that are listening? Like, is it? Uh...
0: So it's uh it's typically a four-day process. And, um, for us, our, our season always starts actually the week of spring break. Usually it's about the third week in March, uh, is when we start. So the trial process is typically a four-day process. And over that time, we evaluate kids in a whole variety of ways. So, uh, we have different hitting drills. We have different fielding drills. We have some running events. We have some base running things. Uh, we have some timed events. We have some, uh, throwing skills as well. So, I mean the the chart we have that we evaluate these players on is very extensive and it's something that we want to leave you know no stone unturned that okay how could this kid help us potentially maybe they're a great base runner so hey we're gonna need pinch runners throughout the season we need courtesy runners or maybe this kid does a great job in the field they have you know exceptional fielding skills maybe their hitting's lacking a little bit well then we know that's an area hey we identified that it's something we can work on you know help develop that kid into a um you Know a, a five tool player, if you will.
1: So, w- with these kids, like developing them on the field is important, but do you guys work off the field as well as far as trying to develop character? And I mean, I, I would imagine some of their priorities actually school,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, um, I think that's something that you know at the varsity level, Coach Terpstra, it, it starts with him and it certainly has trickled down through our program. Um, you know the the emphasis of being a student athlete but also just being a good person you know being a good human being and um you know one of the things that he talks about and that he he preaches and I preaches at, at my level at the JV level is you know we're looking for kids that are um great competitors and great teammates um you know you can have a you can have the most talented team in the world but if it's a collection of individuals not a team you're you're not going to get very far and it's something that that gets preached every single day. And I think our players have really taken ownership of that, um, that they hold each other accountable in that situation. But yeah, that the character piece is is so valuable and so important that um, it's something that we, you know, we focus on every single year.
1: So what kinds of things um, can kids do? Like if they're looking at, boy, I really want to get involved in the baseball program. And what Is there skills they should focus on, activities, leagues? Where should they be?
0: Um, I I definitely think uh, attend as many camps as possible. Um, You know, fundamentals are are something that, you know, we preach with our kids that there's – you know, the Bryce Harper, the Aaron Judges of the world, they're hitting off a tee every single day before games. And, you know, those basic skills, you know, taking fly balls, taking ground balls, not just playing games, you know, focusing on practice. Um, and that's something that, you know, as as I think a kid that wants to be a successful high school and, you know, potentially on, you have to have a solid foundation of the fundamentals. Um, I think that's the A number one thing right there, um, get involved. And I think the other thing too for – you know, kids that want to be, you know, aspire to be, say, be a high school athlete is play as many sports as possible. I mean, uh, I think you can, you could pick any sport and you could say, okay, if a kid plays football, basketball, and then baseball, all three of those are going to complement one another in one, one way or another. Um, you know, I definitely am somebody that is you know, very against sports specification, mm-hmm. um, or specialization. Excuse me. Um, I think maybe once you're a senior in high school, you know, and you're the level of say a Sam Hauser, a Joey Hauser, that might be a little bit different. But if you're somebody that you know you want to be the best of your abilities, you know, playing multiple sports is only going to benefit you.
1: Well, that's interesting because a lot of um, a lot of what we see in the clinic is that these kids, they they tend to specialize much earlier, much much earlier, and and I. Honestly, that's why they end up in our clinic is because they, they tend to focus on just that one sport and you need more variety than that absolutely. before, it, otherwise you start to deal with the injuries that accompany just the single activity day in and day out.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I definitely, you know, again, as a, now as a, as a high school coach myself, you know, doing it for the last number of years, you can, you can definitely tell those kids. And unfortunately those are the kids, like you said, that are winding up on the injured list or they're coming in to get PT on a daily basis.
1: Always good. Always good. No, we don't. We don't. I mean, we do encourage it, but we we don't want it to happen. So. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned the Hauser's, but can you name any of the athletes? That, I mean, you've been at it for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Any athletes that you guys have worked with that have gone on to play at higher levels?
0: Um and I'll speak to just my experiences. Coach Terpstra has, I mean, he has a laundry list of kids, um, you know, Cal Giesi, Mitch Malik. Um, there's uh, Austin Schulfer. He's pitching the AAA Twins organizations. Uh, some of the kids that I've coached that have gone on to, uh, you know, play collegiate baseball. Um, Logan Schulfer, he's currently pitching at Ball State. Kenny Schultz was pitching at St. Cloud State. Now he's at, coming back to UWSP. Uh, J.D. Schultz is a pitcher at UWSP. Bryce Air, Tommy Droner, two UWSP alumni or baseball players currently. Uh, Jack Kelly, he's a football and baseball player over at uw LaCrosse, um, You know, currently on the team this year, uh, Deacon Kobach and Josh Opiola are going to play at Brian Stratton. Bennett Klish is going to play at University of Minnesota Duluth. So there's several kids that have gone, gone on to you know, play at those higher – or that are playing at those higher levels.
1: That's an impressive list just off the top of your head. Yeah. I'm impressed. I mean, I don't know that I could have pulled that off, but very good. So – for these kids to actually get there and and function, even in high school, it takes a lot of, of parental support. How do you build the community and the network for these kids to have that support to be successful?
0: Well, I think it all you know again, it all goes back to you know the the youth programs, and you know so many of these parents are involved as coaches or helpers, assistants, whatever it may be that you know they're their their child, you know their son's first true coach Mm -hmm. you know just working with them playing catch in the backyard stuff like that so they they really build the foundation and you know by the time the kids are getting up to the high school level where I'm starting to work with them and even up to the varsity level um, they have so many those skills already built in that they learn from those parents from those youth coaches that it's our job to kind of fine-tune those skills and get the you know get the maximum out of those kids so um, you know I think we have such a great booster club that the parents are extremely involved I think about you know, the way our crowd travels, you know, JV varsity level is there is so many parents at every single game and they're so supportive of their student athletes and just of the program in general. And they see, you know, they have all seen the benefits of their kids coming through that program.
1: So how do you measure success for your team Um, in terms of like player development and performance? What are your, I mean, kind of indicators that you watch?
0: Um, I mean, the big thing, you know, for me at the JV level, the big thing I'm seeing is that I'm having these kids for one, maybe two years, and then I'm seeing them have success up on that varsity level. And, you know, again, baseball is a sport that, you know you can fail 7 out of 10 times and you're considered a success mm-hmm. um so you know for me is seeing those athletes develop and then seeing them go on to that varsity level and thrive at that varsity level i mean wins are great obviously you know you can look at statistics those are great but there's so many little statistics that kind of get lost in the shuffle um a big one i know in our program that coach turp focuses on is just on base percentage and that's something that that's a very telling percentage that okay Maybe you only have ten hits on the year, but you're on base is five hundred percent. And it's because um you're taking walks, you're getting hit by pitches, you're you know, <laughs> finding ways to get on base. So that's something that, you know, those those markers that maybe aren't the the glamorous as oh a person's batting four fifty or they um you know have twenty five hits on the season. So um, you know, for me, success is seeing those kids move, you know, through my JV program and move up to that varsity level, um, you know, and become contributors.
1: Sure. And that's changed, I would imagine, over the course of your career, where you've seen just different, different abilities, different everything. Can you speak to, like, with the specialization that you see in all of everything that's gone on? How have you adapted your coaching style to address that?
0: Um, I think the big thing for me is, you know, continuing, I guess I can say that I haven't really changed too much um, from a standpoint of, you know, my approach with the kids is consistent every time, you know, I, my focus uh, every single day at practice and even into the games is doing the little things right. And that all goes back to doing the fundamentals. So I'm practicing those skills, uh, you know, the basics such as base running, bunting, uh, bunt coverages, infield coverages. You know, ground ball—the way that you feel the ground ball, the way that you feel the fly ball. Um, what's your approach at the plate? What's your approach on the mound? Um, you know, our base running—all those, all the little things. Um, I think that, unfortunately, with sports specialization, and I know this isn't every single say, you know, youth baseball program, but there are some out there that they just play games. They don't—they don't have the practices, or maybe it's one practice a week versus high school baseball, where you're practicing three to four times a week, and you maybe have anywhere from two to four games a week. So we have a lot more practice time that we can really dive into those little things and do those little things well.
1: So what advice would you give to parents that are starting to think, hey, my son wants to, or daughter, wants to get involved in the baseball softball programs? How? What would you suggest? Where do they start?
0: Um, I mean, I think that you definitely need to have a vetting process. I mean, I think you need to you know talk with the coach talk with the program director talk with parents that are in the program and see you know what are their thoughts um how do they feel about it you know do they feel like you know their their child is getting the most out of it do you think it's um you know is it just games is it you know an even split between practices and games um you know again I'm a proponent of the fundamentals doing the little things um that's something that is so invaluable and you know right now I look at our varsity team that they're about to on Monday they're their first game at state um and how well they do the little things right they do the fundamentals right um it was uh in the sectional final game the reason we won the game in the seventh inning a big reason why was we executed our bunts um we executed base running we executed a sacrifice fly to end the game it was again doing those little things right and the other um uh unfortunately for Hudson they didn't execute their bunt coverages right so it's something that we have, you know we repetition you know we repeat those things every single week in practice so my, my advice would be just again focus on the fundamentals And that's something that even the professionals do that and they do that for a reason
1: mm-hmm. well in kind of looping into a little bit Spash has been on and off but more on than off very successful baseball wise I grew up well, not to date myself too much, but during the George Roman years, yes. you know, when you saw and and they had a really good run back then, it's quite the tradition that's been going on in our community baseball-wise for a long, long time. Absolutely. And now, do you feel like you've been wrapped up in that or do you feel like you're still kind of working into it?
0: Well, I definitely feel wrapped up into it. And I, I think that it all comes back to just Coach Chirpstra and what a phenomenal job he's done from picking up where George Roman left off. Um, you know, he has you know, continued to have a thriving and successful program. And he's had a number of state runs and we're, we're currently in the midst of one right now. So I think it's something that, um, you know, he just, he's done such an excellent job of making it, you know, the standard, you know, the standard mm-hmm. is we're, we're at sectionals every year. That's a standard. The standard is we should be at state every year. And I think that's, you know, holding our student athletes to those high standards, then they come and expecting that like that's what Spash baseball is.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. Now you teach as well. Correct. We had talked a little bit about this beforehand. Yeah. Tell us about the classes that you teach.
0: So um, I teach adventure ed and outdoor ed. So I'm a I'm a Phi ed teacher. Uh, again, I got my undergrad from uh, UW Stevens Point, and then I moved at moved up to SPASH, and I had a pretty unique opportunity. Uh, my first full year teaching that I taught a class or I was given the opportunity to teach a class called Wisconsin River Academy. It's an experiential ed class. It is a geography, biology, and then myself, a Phi Ed teacher. So kids get three credits in the afternoon. Um, It's a very unique class from the standpoint of it's more designed for the non-trad students, for the kids that don't learn well in the classroom, the kids that want to go out, get their hands dirty, have those hands-on experiences um, versus sitting in a classroom, reading a book for three hours.
1: And how did the kids do with that? Do you feel like, uh, I mean, uh, certainly there's kids that do better with a book, but do you feel like just in general that experiential ed is more effective?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I, for the population and there is a a high population. And I, I think I, I would have benefited from a class like this in high school and um, you know, every year I have students and I even have parents coming up to me saying, If it wasn't for this class, my child would not have graduated high school because they were able to be put in a position to be successful. So instead of um, reading a book about, you know, invertebrate studies, they're able to paddle a canoe out on the Wisconsin River, get their hands dirty in the muck and actually have those invertebrates in their hands, you know, taking notes about them. Or we're able to go hike um, the Ice Age Trail and learn about the kettles and kames and learn about glaciology. Or we're able to go kayak on the Crystal River in Wapaka. Um, So getting those real world experiences for a lot of these kids is that that's what they want. They don't want to sit in a classroom for three hours at the end of the day. They want to get out. They want to experience what central Wisconsin has to offer. And they want to learn about it.
1: Well, that's really a unique thing about our area. We, well, number one, we have a plethora of muck, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly in the rivers. We'll leave it there. But anyway, um, yeah, like you do, you have just so many unique resources to this area. And that, I I mean, I know the feedback, and I had said this to you earlier, the feedback that I get from the kids is this is just, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. They absolutely love it.
0: Oh, definitely. And it's it's... I have a number of times throughout the year, I'll have kids look at me like, Mr. Monaco, you have a pretty cool job. I'm like, Yeah, I have I have the best job in the world, I I'd have to say. Um, you know, and again, these kids, it's it's such a good outlet for them. And you know, we're we're so fortunate to have a principal like John Vollendorf who's so supportive of this program and he loves it, and he's seen the benefits, you know, for being at Spash for the number of years that he has been. That you know, the kids that are out in the community and how successful they've been because of the program.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I mean, you maybe already said, but what do you think is the best part about being a teacher for you?
0: Um, I mean, definitely the the relationships that I get to build and you know carry on with students. Um, you know, I I think being a high school teacher, uh, I feel like I have a a much more lasting impact with students that I'm able to see, you know, and, and make those connections and then continue those connections. Um, you know, for instance, last summer I went to, you know, two former River Academy students were getting married. I got to go to their wedding. There's several students that, you know, I keep in contact on almost a daily daily basis because um, they were just awesome kids and they've gone on to do great things and they've been ultra successful. Um, so I guess for me, the my favorite part or I think the best part of being a teacher is just the impact that I have on students, but then also creating those relationships, those lasting and meaningful relationships, you know, beyond their high school years.
1: So obviously you've influenced quite a few kids, but who influenced you? Do you have somebody that's, that's kind of taking your hand along the way or that you look to?
0: I got a laundry list of people, but um, I mean, my father definitely is, you know, right there at the top of my list. Um, I'd say another huge influence on me to be a teacher was my grandfather. He, was a chemistry teacher and a football coach over at Osseo Fairchild for 30 some years, Um, won three state championships as a head football coach over there, was an ultra successful track coach. So he was a huge impact on me um, You know, wanting to become a teacher was that. And then I had two phenomenal high school FIAD teachers, Gus Maves and Scott Clough over at Appleton North that really having them kind of solidified, okay, I wanna be a FIAD teacher. I always kind of knew I wanted to be a teacher um, you know, my sister went to college to be a teacher. My mom's a teacher. I have an uncle that's a teacher. My sister um, went to school be, to be a teacher. Now she's a, a social worker. So I, I come from a family of teachers, and it just kind of was always in my blood. My grandma was a teacher as well. My wife was a teacher. Now she stays home with our two kids. But
1: Wow. There's a lot of education in your family.
0: Absolutely. That's
1: cool, though. So why why physical education?
0: Um you know, kind of going back to a big reason why with the River Academy classes, I, I'm somebody that I need to move. I originally I really wanted to be a history teacher, and then everybody told me they're like, "Ah, oh, there's already too many history teachers." So I'm like, "Okay, well, what's the next best thing?" And I was like, "Okay, well, I really like to be active." So I'm like, "All right, Phi would be a natural fit." And it couldn't have been a better fit for me. Um, Just again, I, I'm i an active person. I always I, I got to do something, and it gives me an outlet to be active and kind of share that with my students and get them, you know, active and engaged.
1: So, when you were thinking about coaching and you were thinking about teaching, did those come together, or is it something that just worked its way out as you got into education?
0: I think it kind of worked itself its way out. I mean, it's something that it was always in the back of my mind. Um, when I was in high school, I taught, I was a lifeguard during the summers and I taught swimming lessons and I did that into college. Um, and then as soon as my athletic journey was over my junior year of college, you know, the natural progression I felt like was, okay, I still want to be involved in sports. How can I do that? And I'm like, okay, well I can coach. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got a cool opportunity to volunteer with the SPASH track program. And then the following year, um, you know, Pete McAdams gave me an opportunity to be one of the ninth grade football coaches and, you know, kind of springboarded from there. And the ball just kept rolling. And I absolutely love doing it.
1: Awesome. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap it up?
0: Um, oh, I can't think of anything. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah,
1: absolutely. All right. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. Today's show is brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy. Please share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to schedule a time to meet with a physical therapist for a free injury screening, call us at 715-254-3978.